I need to drink more coffee. No, 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 no. You need to drink more. And water. then I'll be able to do more. Hmm. This brown plan juice flawless. Brown juice goes in body. Body does more. That's <laughs> that's what I've on all of the legal procedural shows that programs that I watch. That's how they do it. Is they say, I don't know if I'm going to get this deposition done on time, and then they slam back a cup of Java, and then they're <laughs> and they're ready and they, to go. And then it's, oh, man, it's only 2 a.m. Yeah, and they look at their co-counsel, and they're both, like, really tired. They say, you want to get out of here? And then they get out of there. They go have a drink at a bar. They drink more brown liquid. And then they get the, but then they go get back more coffee the next day. That could be me, is what I'm trying to say. Speaking of coffee, my wife bought... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are hot and brown, my wife... Oh, Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's grateful that Joe Biden is forgiving me for stealing a whole bunch of fertile soil of clay and sand containing hummus from my local university. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. <laughs> is this oh, joke? Oh, he forgave student loans, not student loam. No, 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 no. Come on. That's not student loam. Okay. <laughs> a fertile soil of clay and sand containing hummus. I thought loam. It contains hummus? <laughs> yeah, it's good with chips. Uh, how do you spell hummus? Maybe it's humus. <laughs> hummus is H-U-M-M-U-S. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's humus. <laughs> I was so confused. I was too deep in the bit to, you know, said, to notice. You said, you said hummus, and I thought the joke was that you stole a bunch of hummus from well, that was, the cafeteria. That is, that is funny. No, the joke was that I mixed up loan and loam, but humus is dark organic material that forms in soil when plant and animal matter decays. Yeah. Hummus... Is, is, is a, mashed chickpeas is delicious garbanzo beans smashed up and put into my mouth you know <laughs> you do love hummus i that like is, hummus that I is eat one it a of lot. Your, that is one of your characteristics that's that's I, one of my traits you do bring up a good point though is that so there was <laughs> do, a, do i bring you up do a good bring point? up a good point so you know you did you, you wanted you yeah. inadvertently brought up a good point so yeah. if i patrick nevy uh yeah. got a series of parking tickets in yes. 2017 at my local university campus and those parking tickets were automatically applied to my student bill and yeah. I use student loans to cover those bills and I have yeah. not yet paid them back and Joe Biden just forgave them. <laughs> Does that mean that Joe Biden paid my parking tickets? Does mean that Joe Biden paid your parking tickets? Does it mean that Joe Biden uh, uh, just paid for my my resident James Lemansky for having a girl in his room for which I find him the standard rate of $50 US? Oh. I don't actually really know just- Name dropped that guy for having a. <laughs> I don't actually think that was. I don't think it was. Poor him. guy. Yeah, poor it was guy. illegal at Franciscan to have a girl in your room. Yeah, it was illegal to have a girl Anytime? in your room. Uh, except or just for except for open house hours, which were like on the weekends, where you could like hang out with your friends in your room with the door open. Yeah. yeah no, I don't. Anytime. I don't. I don't. I don't ever think I wrote up specifically James Lemansky for. <laughs> but he. But anyone listening to this podcast who lived in Trinity Hall in those time periods would be like, yeah, that checks. Um, how many? How many times? Do you think it happened anyway? I mean, obviously, everyone who's at Franciscan is a perfect little cherub. No, all the time. Really? Oh, all the time. Do you think? Do you think people were all the time? I don't really. Well, I think they were also. Probably. You think they were? Oh yeah, okay. I think they were. But I mean, even people who weren't all the time. Does Father Dave Pavanka know that there are people in his school? I think. I think you should just understand that. Like, if I you mean. Work. If you got a president like, of a university. You ha- you gotta know the the dumb the dumb thing was the the argument for not having. I I never got behind. I never got behind the arguments against the rule not having girls in your room because the only argument people would make was you gotta give us like room to make mistakes, which is a bad <laughs> argument. <laughs> it's not a good. That's, argument that's, at all. A, that's a bad argument. <laughs> what what I I think yeah. I think a good argument is like, hey, look, everyone's breaking this rule, and so. Mm-hmm. You got to do something else. People, people protesting the United States government for it, the Vietnam War in the sixties. Government's like, you got to give us room to make mistakes. You got to give us room to make mistakes. <laughs> you got to give us some room here. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn. I'm growing as a person. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that was the sometimes thing. you think that humus is hummus. 
sometimes you make mistakes. Yes. But that's what Mr. Frizzle wanted for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, though. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So in addition, res life at Franciscan. In addition to this, I wanted to give an update. Update on my life. Uh, I'm back on it. You're back on it. Never stopped. Well, I did stop for a while, but I'm back, baby. Doing what? You know what I'm doing. Python Club. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's near Twitter? something near. No, 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 no. Something near and dear to both of our hearts. You are maybe maybe. Uh, described on the cover art of our podcast. Oh, you're eating cereal again, huh? Oh, I'm eating it, baby. I'm so <laughs> you're just, you're just was, smoking a few bowls. Huh? <laughs> I've had a couple. Let me tell you this. I was on the phone with my wife the other day. I talk. I says to her, I says, she's like, are you having a bad day? And I'm like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. She's like, oh, you maybe should eat some food because she's been getting mad at me for not eating food lately. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get hungry. I think we talked about this in the video bonus podcast for patrons who give ten dollars a month and up. She says you gotta you gotta eat, and I get hungry, and I get up, and I go look at the cupboards, and I don't find anything Nothing. that looks good. Now they just drink water, and I sit back down. She's like, you gotta stop doing that. I do the same thing, but with coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I was on the phone with her. She's like, you having a bad day? I was like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. She's like, what? Well, you should eat something. I was like, I don't know if I want to eat anything here. She says, what do you want to eat? And I said, I'm, honestly, a bowl of cereal would kind of smack really hard right now. And she says, over the phone, my six month pregnant wife. She says. I've been thinking the same thing. <laughs> and, so, and so she goes to Costco and I'm like, oh baby, what are we getting? What are we getting? And then I get the text message because I was thinking like, I'm going to be six bags deep in some cinnamon toast crunch. You know, I'm so excited. And she says, honey bunches of oats or strawberry special K. And I was like, well, this is probably good for me. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. These are so obviously. You're, expe- you're expecting like sugar loops and like <laughs> yeah, chocolate I, I, blasts. I thought I would. I thought I was just gonna get spoonfuls of granulated sugar just over and over and over again. Between the two of those, which one are you picking? Oh, I'm picking honey bunches of oats. Okay, yeah, exactly right. So I that's hate the dehydrated strawberries. I'm not a big. Yeah, I don't. I, don't think, I think guy. strawberry special K is absolutely disgusting. Um, <laughs> just. Fake. If I'm gonna eat fruit, like I'm gonna eat fruit. I'm gonna put. I would rather put actual strawberries in just the regular special K. Like don't put. Don't take your own strawberries that have been through God knows what and put them into my cereal. I'm gonna take strawberry. I'm gonna take other strawberries that have been through God knows what, but are juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I've been on the honey. I got some whole milk, some honey bunches of oats. That's awesome. It feels like I'm back. I'm, it's a return to form. My hair is starting to grow back. (laughs) You know, like I just I'm going through it all. You're saying chach again? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, let's see here. I I stayed out till two in the morning with oh, some gosh. friends at a party. No, Ew. I didn't do that. I went to a wedding last weekend. That would be a, <laughs> that would be a return to form. Is staying out late again? Yeah, no. It's staying out late is bad. It's actually good. I think it's fun, but it's not when you have like stuff to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when you don't have stuff to do chef's kiss chef's kiss is like might as well stay up late why not yeah. <laughs> this is why i want to come to pittsburgh and i want to go and hang out with all of your pittsburgh friends the last so time i, I can... the last time i was somewhere until one o'clock in the morning i think was at hunter's house yeah yeah i don't like i said this before and i don't know if i'll leave it in the editing or not but i'm mad that all you pittsburgh people are hanging out and just tweeting about it like you <laughs> big big Band of chums just hanging out. Catholic Late Pittsburgh over. Twitter is, just, you know, t- replying to each other, being like, "Oh, I think I left my wallet at Hunter's house." <laughs> you know, like just ridiculous things. Father, oh, do you guys go over to each other's houses? That's really cool. It's really fun. If Father Anthony had stayed fun. on Twitter, think yeah. about how many more people would have moved to Pittsburgh. Probably, yeah. I think that's why he got off Twitter. <laughs> so many people he would have just like so many pulled, people would be moving but, to pittsburgh but he pulled all the cool people and me there instead of just you know the cool people he's the reason why i live here he's the reason why riley lives here he's not the only reason that you live there you also are getting your graduate degree at the franciscan university of steubenville not sponsored well he's we the, no he's the reason i mean the reason why i moved here was the job yeah and while i was at that job they were like we'll pay for your school and so i went back to school oh Nice. Yes. Yeah. The reason the reason the reason why I live in Pittsburgh is because VB and I broke up for a week and I texted <laughs> Father Anthony. You remember this? Yeah, I, did. I yeah. didn't realize that the whole job change or the move was predicated upon a one week breakup. Yeah, well I mean it was like I was like I'm gonna get That's her crazy. back. And I did. I was right. I mean, <laughs> how did how did getting the job in Pittsburgh get her back? It didn't, but it was like I'm not gonna move to Houston <laughs> while she's in Steubenville. 
I was like, she was like, I'm moving back to Pit, to Franciscan. And I was like, I got to get a job in Pittsburgh. And so I was like, Father Anthony, are there jobs in Pittsburgh? And he said, kind of. There's one nice. 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> Dang. And so your plan was just to like move there and just win her back via proximity? Like you're yes. going to have an, an AOE effect on her uh-huh. that was going to an area of effect. Uh-huh. I guess AOE effect is a lot like ATM machine. Sure, yeah. But uh, And she was just going to be lured back in just because the scent of your precious cologne was going to be in the mixed in with the dirty, dirty air of Pittsburgh. I mean, you're mocking me, but like... <laughs> That was the like, plan. But, like, <laughs> it, know, worked. it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> like, you're mocking me, but, like, here we are. Yeah, a yeah, human yeah. being exists because <laughs> I was. And he's, and he's pretty cool. He's cool. You're guy. allowed to simp after your wife, even if she's not yet your wife. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> that's, that's an encouragement that a lot that's of men who are listening to this podcast do not need right They're now. They're like, yes. Perfect. No, stop listening. <laughs> Simps don't listen to the crunch. I sure hope not. They don't. If you listen to this and you've been a reply guy to a woman in the last 48 hours, call this hotline. (laughs) (laughs) 785-251-3989. The reality reality of it is that every single man who replies to a single woman on Twitter is simping. Yes. We talked about this earlier. We've seen this. Um now that's I not this. that's I not this. that's not to say that only single men can simp, but I will say that being in your final vocation is a great block against simping. It's not to have you no reason to do it, no reason to simp. I used to simp. This is crazy. This is a, this is a bit of a reveal. <laughs> Maybe not I'm a reveal. so scared right now because <laughs> I know I know yeah, everything. I know. You do know. Everything. I know. I'm just like, what are it's you going to reveal? reveal. It's, not, it's not a reveal. It's not a reveal. It's just like it's more of a. <laughs> I don't think I've talked about this. I was like, what? What Catholic? You Twitter... can infer. Anyway, let me just say it. I was like, what Catholic Twitter girl who is now <laughs> married are you going to admit to simping to? Cause... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it, it's the funny thing is is that you'd think that you'd be, you would have to like know what a woman looks like in order to simp after them but i simped after every single girl on catholic twitter when it was anonymous anonymous yeah so that that is an indictment of my own uh-huh. kind of personality to be so desperate when i was 18 years old nah dude that no, all dude. it all it took was for you to have like my Disney tweets yeah. and have have a, a picture of a girl in a sundress from the neck down that was very clearly a stock photo and i'd be like you're so beautiful that's obviously <laughs> that's obviously what she looks like it's no, obviously you here's the thing i i it's it not once it's it's not save it keep going i mean listen come on we say this and it's true but we can't forget that that what our profile pictures look like my profile picture was animated hottie flynn rider for yeah. a very long time, and there's yeah. not there's not a question in my mind that people followed me on Twitter because they thought I looked like a handsome. Do you remember what hero. mine was? Yeah, it was the hardcore rosary. Yeah, it was the guy holding the rosary from the from the background. I don't yeah. remember what it said, but yeah, that was it for a long time. Man, that's really funny. Those were the days. Those were the days. Girls, I'm, I'm, I'm big nostalgia this week. I'm like thinking about. <laughs> going back to college with my friends thinking about focus because like school's starting back up yeah dude about thinking about old times on twitter man honestly i don't i don't know i don't know what changed but i'm pretty sure it was something to do with politics i don't know i feel like i feel like twitter's more political than it was when we were in high school and Hmm, and college i've never heard anybody say this before really i'm I'm joking (laughs) so say it's not very doing doing a bit I no, think actually, as a nation, we're more divided than ever. Oh yeah, that's no, that's certainly not true. Um, <laughs> Civil war literally split us in half. <laughs> no, no, it's not division. It's just political. Like everything on Twitter is yeah. political. I do think I. I don't think we're more. Hmm, this is interesting. Give do I take. think? Do I think we're more divided than we were? No, I think no, we're just we as divided. There's not. There's not organized killing of other Americans. Oh, you mean? You mean like? No, seriously, thing. Here's the thing. Everything. Nothing. We used to be. We used to line up in regiments and 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 take on enemy battalions who were simply enemies because they lived forty miles to the east. That's that's what we used to do in this nation. And now we're like, oh, we're so we're so divided. The wokest and the the right. No, it's not the same. Call, call me when you can march in lockstep and fire a musket 
at a guy from Missouri just because he lives in Missouri. <laughs> That's call me then, and I'll be, I'm okay with what you're saying. You don't understand. Nothing before World War II counts. That's true. That's all history. history. That was the end. The end of history, as Francis yeah. Fukuyama said. No, that's not what he said. He did say that. It's, he said the end of this is the title of his book, so he did say it. The end. He of did history. say that, but it was that he was talking about the fall. It was reference to something else. Yeah, something else. But no, no one, no one counts anything before. This is why people are like in all of modern baseball. What they mean is before world, after World War II. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in all of modern baseball. That is funny. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to talk about it's hard to talk about things that existed in the 1800s. I'm just imagining Ben Shapiro standing like holding a musket that's taller than he is. <laughs> I got you. That was almost a really bad. If you had said that two seconds later, my my nasal passages would be burning right now. <laughs> uh, uh. It's funny. Oh, dude. Just with a long stick trying to load it. Like, I don't understand why it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say hypothetically I was running you through with a, <laughs> with a bayonet. Oh, and then Steven Crowder just like runs out because he doesn't know what he's doing. Wearing he a drag. He's dressed as Clara Barton. <laughs> yes. Wearing drag instantly gets shot. <laughs> I I, th- I oh, think man. that I think the idea of Steven Crowder dressed as Clara Barton is the is very funny. I don't know who um, Claire Barton is. So that Claire Barton invented the American Red Cross. She's fan. You need to you need to read your American Civil War history. Dude, it, I'm pretty sure the Crusaders invented the Red Cross, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Clara Barton taking responsibility uh, right. for <laughs> for what the boys back in 400 AD did. You, you think know? the Crusades were? In, never mind. Never. I don't know anything. It was before World War II, so I have no reference. <laughs> I have no reference. It was before World <laughs> no War II. No reference point for any of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're more divided than when we were fighting the South and the North. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think. I don't know. I think there's. It's certainly true that that people recognize more than they did six years ago that you can make money off of outrage. Yeah. More people recognize this. Yes. Than they did six years ago. <clears throat> it used to be only people who owned newspapers understood this. Yeah. And, and now, now just regular any, people. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Regular people. As opposed to the newspaper owners who are just. Yes. Crazy. Adv- advanced people. Advanced. George, George Orwell-esque fig- No, hold on. What was his name? Citizen <laughs> Kane. <laughs> who was that? Who was played Citizen Kane? George. Not Bailey. George Orwell. He wrote. No, his last name was Orwell. Orville. Come on. Or, no. Orville Orwell played Citizen Orville, Kane. Orville is a terrible program on NBC. Um, frick. Is that about the guy who invented popcorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Orson Welles. That Orson was Welles. That's <laughs> not close at all. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> I need a nap. Oh, man. I need a nap and a, and a, and a shot. Dude, I had a shot of, of apricot liquor today at work. Oh, my, what? My pastor came back from Germany, and he brought the, the bottle with him, and it was, it was pretty good. Yeah? It's pretty good. No, Your pastor, he was, <laughs> he was giving you liquor at work? Uh-huh. Huh. Oh, dude, you don't even know. Newcastle, man? There was, like, Tell limoncello me. downstairs. There was, like, bottles of Aperol and brandy in the <laughs> cupboard. <laughs> I, don't like, the, uh, these, I don't know what any of these are, but... Um, they sound delicious. Yeah, it was fine. There, there was there was perpetually a bottle of Jägermeister in the freezer. I do remember that. <laughs> I never had any of it, but I always thought about it. I was mm-hmm. like, eh. Do you guys have perpetual adoration at this chapter at this at this church? No, but we have perpetual Jägermeister. So. Perpetual Jägermeister. <laughs> sign up. Sign up for an hour slot. But also, we did have perpetual adoration. So. Ooh. Let's go. You can't do the frat snap, can you? No, I can't do the frat snap because I went to a holy university where people didn't even bring women in their bedrooms. Yes. Look at that. Full circle callback. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm impressed. A podcast <laughs> just flinging. I'll teach you how to do just it. Just flailing around. It hurts my I'll wrist. I'll teach you how to do it. It does, it does hurt your wrist initially, but once you get it down, it's not as, not as bad. <laughs> I, I haven't done a frat think... snap in a minute. Do you have to have a like... certain like BMI to do the frat snap? What do you mean? Are you saying I'm fat? 
<laughs> no, I'm saying do you have to be below a certain BMI? Oh. Do you have to have a BMI of like five to do the frat snap? <laughs> five? No, no, I am not. I'm not a, a pile of bones with skin <laughs> like shrink wrapped on top. Hold on, like a morph suit. Just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was re-listening to our. Uh, I was re-listening to an episode about um, of the crunch? What, uh, Yeah, of our of our podcast because hmm. it just popped on, and I it was it was when we did that Bethany Hamilton bit oh, <laughs> about the soul server even... and how she was oh, on the yeah, Biggest Loser. Funny. Yeah, because <laughs> she. <laughs> man, we used to be funny on this show. Oh man, that was a good this, one. That was a good one. The Soul Surfer bit was great. It was a great bit. Oh man. <laughs> I remember those good times. I don't even remember what the segment was. This is Hot Take Time Machine or something. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Anyway, you want to do a topic? Yeah, man, I'm so down. Okay. I, well, first, thanks to uh, Aquinas Wealth for sponsoring this episode. You probably heard their ad at the beginning. Yes, you did. Yes, and uh, we're very grateful to Aquinas Wealth for sponsoring this episode. I don't think, we, we don't have any other sponsors, do we? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, that's good foreshadowing. Not yet. It's like um, like in the movie Up when he walks through the the hangar at the beginning of the movie and you see the planes and you're like surely these planes will never because this is a movie about dogs and old men mm-hmm. and then lo, lo and behold they use the planes at the end of the movie crazy it is crazy i um yeah we i, I didn't put any of this in the ad read because well they that wasn't in the script they sent me but um if you're looking to start investing in your roth ira if you're looking to open your roth ira because you should start uh saving now for retirement because uh if you start now, you can get just like insane amounts of money, and then you can just give it all away. Nice. Um, and Huge. you can, if you do it with Aquinas Wealth, you will not be investing in anything untoward. Did you know that if you just open a Vanguard account, you're like basically investing in pornography? Isn't that crazy? I, I did not know that. Yep. So it sounds like I need to sign up for uh, Aquinas Wealth. Yes. You can actually transfer all of your money over there super easy. Just they start oh, cool. managing it. So it's not like you're giving them your money. It's just mm-hmm. they're transferring the funds that it's invested in. Cool. So, uh, yeah, they're great. Um, it's backed by a really cool um, financial advisor firm that this guy runs. He runs a concierge uh, boutique-style financial advisory firm. It's a really cool guy. Nice. Um, so, I got to get that well. banner set up on the on the Twitch stream. Yeah, man. And I got to get my account set up at Aquinas. Hey. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, so here's here's what I got. All I can speak of is my experience. <laughs> yes. I cannot speak about anything that I have not experienced. This is Aquinas, right? Patrick, I am very, I'm very tired. Yeah. I'm very tired for a few reasons. And it has less to do with the uh, the missionary burnout that I we talked about like last month. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with that, really. Although that has been a factor, I would say. Is it that the amount of content per week you're creating, like multiplied by four times? The amount of content per week that I'm creating multiplied by four times, and uh, I have a job. It's emotionally draining, and I'm just wondering, like. I feel like a lot of the common advice out there for people who are struggling is to, you know, just offer it up and to ask God and to, you know, keep going. Yes. A lot of that advice feels extremely hollow at a time like this. And so I'm just wondering, uh, there's got to be something, there's got to be some kind of advice or something that Christians can say or... Or something that maybe I can do or think about. So I, I know that I'm not the only one in my spot where you're just working long days and pouring yourself into what you're doing and trying to love your family and all this stuff mm-hmm. and just coming home every day and like falling asleep instantly and then waking up and it not being enough sleep, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and just, and then being exhausted again by 11 AM, you know, it just, yeah, it just sucks. 
but there's got to be something other than platitudinous uh, rejoinders about the cross and about God's providence. Because I've been thinking about the second reading from this past weekend a lot about how God only disciplines the son, his sons, you know, and his discipline is an acknowledgement of you and not him ignoring you. I've been taking that to heart because it's like, okay, that feels really real right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but also that passage is not particularly hopeful, <laughs> you know? It's just kind of like God's going to discipline you. If he's doing it means he loves you. But, like, honestly, it's not going to feel good, so you should be okay with it. <laughs> Signed St. Paul or whoever the heck wrote Hebrews. I'm pretty sure it's from Hebrews. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so what are your what are your thoughts on this? Um, because this is all I've got. I haven't read a book or anything, so I'm. <laughs> this is this is what I'm working with. One of our way. one of our best genres. Ethan read a chapter. Ethan read a chapter. Ben Eastman hit it nail on the head. <laughs> Let's see. I got to lean back, so that means I got to take the microphone with me. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, is this, is this a bad topic? Should I come up with something else? No, 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 no. It's good because I'm feeling it too. Okay. I like yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was feeling that that yesterday because like we're in we were talking we about had this meetings on the phone. out the wazoo yesterday. You were a busy boy. I was, I was. I mean, we had we had we had a discussion about this. How I was like, I see you posting like how much content you're doing, how many like you're like I'll oh, crunch lunch today and then stream in the evening and then you know I was like, wow, we recorded an episode yesterday. We're recording an episode tomorrow. I'm just like, goodness gracious. And I felt bad. I was like, man, I'm not doing enough. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I have like four hours of meetings today <laughs> about about crunch things. And like, you know, they it's hard because it's exciting. Right. It's frustrating because it's you got to keep pushing, you know, yeah. and like there's yeah. not a lot of payoff right now, which yeah. is fine. Because, like, I know I know there will be payoff in the future. You know, a lot of these mm-hmm. prospects that we have are good. And then there's, like, my day job. And it's hard to push through the slog of your day job um, when you've got other things going on. Uh, like, you know, raising your kid. And, you yeah. know, you want to hang out with your wife. Um, and... I don't know. Like, the last couple of days last week it's been like hard to get excited about many things in my yeah. job even in the same way even in like even in the crunch it's been hard to get excited about many things you know it's kind of just like okay i have my list of things i gotta do and i gotta push through it and then i have this huge list of things i gotta do and i sit down I'm like, okay i gotta start working oh man i can't work i'm like paralyzed by like you know how much yeah. stuff has to get done yeah and um yeah, and if someone came up to me and said offer it up, I would probably like nod very mm-hmm. very solemnly and say yes. Yes. And then like just forget about that conversation and move on. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's got to be something beyond platitudes. I don't know, what do you say to someone who's burnt out? Um I don't know. What what do you say to someone who's like mourning, right? You don't say like, "Ah, it's going to be okay." You yeah. know? You know, like, you know. Let's 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 get you outside. You know, yeah. Let's like, take a walk. You know, it's because that that has been the the answer that I get sometimes. It's like, um, oh, you should you just need to like mix it up. You know, like take a half day and like go do go do something. <laughs> like, I actually like that. Like I don't need a break. You know, like I'm yeah. Not, the solution is not to stop working so that I can boost my spirits. Yeah. You know, like I'm not because I'm not because I'm not eight years old, you know, like I don't I don't need a trip to Chuck E. Cheese to like feel better, you know. Sure. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is like that where like people who are on the outside and this isn't just for us. This is I think this is this is true for a lot of people. Like we just we think that a person who is suffering like the solution is to momentarily bring them out of the suffering Mm -hmm. because when we're not in the suffering, we don't recognize like, like if you're in mourning for something like taking you, it doesn't even matter if it's like your favorite thing. Like you, you've always, you like got to go see your favorite basketball player of all time, you know, courtside tickets, you know, like it doesn't really make that much of a difference because you're still in mourning. 
Like you're still yeah. in that, you know? And so like even doing something like the coolest thing that you can think of. Mm-hmm. It's not going it, to change well, it. Yeah. It, it doesn't change it. Like even like, yeah, there might be momentary distraction, but like I can get momentary distraction by firing up Twitter, you know, and it's, and I don't have to leave the house. <laughs> it's free. It's free. Free real estate. I'm not saying that these are, this is healthy way to look at it. Cause there's obviously like a perfect Christian way to deal with suffering. Um, but it, the it's just this i feel like when we encounter someone who is suffering i do this our immediate response is well this person is obviously dealing it dealing with it in like the perfect way and so uh they should just be able to you know get over it <laughs> yeah sure i i, I don't know i just don't i mean it, it makes sense that we want to like we want someone when they're suffering we want them to stop sometimes yes. we want them to stop suffering i think for selfish reasons does that make sense we want them to stop suffering because it's it's hard for us to understand it so we want them we're not suffering so we want to bring Mm -hmm. them to a place where they're not suffering so we can understand Patrick, we like having you around you're you're a funny guy like why don't you you why why don't you come around more often? why don't you cheer up buddy yeah yeah and it's like no (laughs) i'm not here to entertain you yeah i mean what do you do what do you do what do you do when someone is mourning? I mean, usually just like my, my go-to answer is like, just be with them. Just be okay with sitting with them. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Job's friends were a better use to him when they were sitting there not talking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just, I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to hang out and it's not going to be a big deal. We're just going to chill. We're not going to, yes. I'm not going to suggest, I'm not going to, I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going to be like, oh, I wish we could like play Super Smash Bros. or something. But I'm not going to suggest anything. You know, it's hard. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like sometimes, and even sometimes saying like, oh, what can I do is another burden because you're asking them to, you're like, you're trying to be helpful, but really what you're doing is giving them another task and saying, now you have to come up with something that I can do, (laughs) you know, and teach me how to do it. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I... I don't know. I maybe just I, I think a lot of people are in the same situation that we're in. Um, just busyness and like Yeah. I'm sure we're not alone in that. No, I think this is it. I mean you're you're mid to late twenties, you're having kids, you're yeah. buying a house, uh-huh. you're settling into like a career or trying to figure out what your career is if you don't like your job. You know, like it's just this this time for all of us is like the time of the most change. Yeah. And yeah, like, I don't know. I, it's given me a new understanding. I think, I think this whole, this whole experience of just job being hard, you know, transition from missionary being hard, trying to build up the crunch to be something way cooler and way better than what it is. has has been really hard. In addition to a full-time job, like all this is challenging. But what it's given me, I think, is a like these are opportunities to grow in the virtue of charity. Mm-hmm. And now, and it's and it's all about like the experience. And so I feel like now it's so much easier for me to like look at someone who's struggling and understand that they don't need me to come up with like a prayer program for them. Like it's so much easier for me to look at someone and step into their situation and just be like, man, that sounds really hard. Like that sucks. Sucks. You know, I'm like, man. And even, even just in my conversations with Emma, I've become so much better. Well, I don't want to my own horn. I feel (laughs) like I've grown in when she's having a hard time. She's pregnant. You know, she's having a hard time. Me just saying like, Hey, that's, that sounds really rough. Instead of trying to, don't get me wrong. I still try to fix plenty of her problems, but, um, I don't know. I think if anything, going through a period like this should increase our capacity for charity, even if it doesn't feel like it's resolving any of our problems, you know? And I think that's a great byproduct, mm-hmm. you know? And like, maybe that's why Christ allows this suffering that feels so meaningless in the moment or just like is with us through it is because he knows that we're just going to have a deeper understanding of other people and a deeper yeah. understanding of him. 
you know? Yeah, I think... Which is crazy because it feels like prayer should be this thing where you like get a vision and you have this new intellectual conversion because you read a book by Carl Rahner and then you're like... <laughs> this is the third time you've mentioned him. I don't think you know who Carl Rahner is. <laughs> he's, a, he's one of the most esteemed 20th century theologians alongside Henri de Lubac and Yves Congar, okay? <laughs> get off my ass, bro. <laughs> I know who Carl Rahner is. Do you have the Do you have the Wikipedia article pulled up? No, but I looked at it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you know, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that, okay. Because <laughs> that's the mystery of like Christ, like Christian living is that it's not this, it's not straightforward. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm actually growing more in my faith. And like in the virtue of charity by going through this weird period where like I don't feel like praying every other day and then I don't and then my mind wanders during mass because all I can think about is money and like you know what I mean like this all these weird things that if you add them up on like a spreadsheet you'd be like Ethan's not doing a good job but also it's like my heart has expanded for other people more in this time than any other time Mm -hmm. so like what about that you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you have a lot of these, like, I don't think we realize how young most saints are. What do you mean? I don't know, all these young saints, like, they decided to become, they just, like, they, they, they said yes to Christ so early, and they really became saints in their teens and 20s, you know? How many people is this? I don't know. I think it's a lot of people, right? Like you, you think have, all of them? Not all of them. I think like, I mean, you see these like, you see these these these, a lot of these young martyrs are in their yeah. teens and twenties. A lot of the, you know, I don't know the newer saints. You hear a lot. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is, this is not like. I'm just thinking that there's there's a lot of grace in your twenties and. <laughs> There's a lot of like, I mean, there has to be, right? There has to be, right? There's, there's so much, there's so much change. There's so much change. Yeah. And this is the, this is the great, you you said that that the twenties is, is a, is a time of change. And I wonder if that is what makes us feel so far from God because God is not changing. (laughs) Yeah. What's the deal? Um, and I, I was thinking about this, uh, a year ago when my grandpa died and I was like, it's so weird that I was like the the world and we found out that Leah was was coming and I was like my world is about to be completely different like my my grandfather isn't around and all of a sudden this new person is gonna be here forever and um, it was just like this is crazy that my entire world is gonna change and what's crazier is that my life has been written and created by this God who does not change and he was just chilling and decided mm-hmm. to create change like yes. change as a concept didn't exist <laughs> before yeah. creation and yeah. so like for before some time. reason and and it, since change is such like a, a a an integral part of of the human experience or just the experience of 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 life maybe it's possible that like the, the change that you go through in your 20s is something you just gotta go through because yeah. then you don't you don't get to reap the benefits of steadiness right you don't get to reap the benefits yeah. of steadiness yeah i saw a tweet oh, that relates boy. to this tell me about the tweet patrick so I, I i don't know exactly what the i gotta i gotta read it for context hold on take your time good i think that stability is something that everybody tweet, craves man in a lot of ways like a lot of my nostalgia for school in some sense it's like i mean i've been i, I went to school for 22 years not maybe not 22 years i went to school from age 6 to age 22 basically and then i was still a part of the school system for another 3 years after that so till age 25 so about 20 years that i was and there was there's a certain stability to that and then you leave it and you see, and I see my other friends who are maybe a bit older than me, who are in their thirties, who already have one or two kids and they're, they've been rocking the same job for four or five years. And it's like, yeah, they might not be doing great, but like 
they have the same job and the same boss and they go to the same place for work and mm-hmm. they, you know, they see their kid, they come home, they put down their bags, they play with their son, they give him a bath, they put him to bed, they talk to their wife, they go to bed, they wake up, they do the same thing. It's like, there's not a lot of change from day to day. And I think there's a certain element of that that I'm kind of craving, at least right now, because it feels like every month I'm either adding new things or changing something or... yeah. I mean, Emma's literally growing by the day. And so there's more and more preparations for the baby. And it just is, it's the opposite of that. And not in a bad way. Like I love all the things that are changing. I would much rather be spending my time working hard on the crunch than not. I would much rather my wife be pregnant than not. Oh yeah. You know, like I I can't complain about any of this, but it is somewhat debilitating. (laughs) Yeah. I think your tweet. I did. Um, it's about, it's a little bit of a pivot. It's about millennials having kids. Um, Okay. I'm ready. Uh, millennials who are, this is from at G Shane Morris, uh, millennials who are very cavalier about not having kids are in for a shock when they enter their forties and realize life is only half over. What do you expect (laughs) to do at that point? Keep trying to like be sexy and have fun. Yes. I expect to see a lot. They haven't seen me when I'm 40. (laughs) I expect to see a lot of sadness and confusion about what to do at that point. Without the natural connections and belongings that emerge from marriage and fertility, the latter years become very cold and lonely. These friends' givings will get old pretty quickly. Oof. And then someone said, I don't know, man. Have you seen how there are, how many cool restaurants there are? There are a lot <laughs> did, of cool restaurants. Did someone really say Is that ironic? No, I don't think it's ironic at oh, all. Oh, no. <laughs> there's a lot of cool restaurants. Everyone. There's every- no way. There's no way I'm going to get sad because there's an Arby's next to me. I've, I'm going to be 35 on Friday. I've eaten at like 0.2% of the cool restaurants. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> and it's like. It's baffling. This is, this is the thing, right? It's like someone who has chosen not to go through this moment of this period of intense change. Right. And has instead opted for steadiness and stability I, I I don't I don't think it, like a lot of people are in the in the comments going like oh you just like you you're just giving into the consumerist uh, mindset which is very true mm-hmm. very true can you imagine <laughs> there's nothing more to life than eating at Arby's it's like I I look into the void and and shout you know I'm 40 and I'm lonely and the void shouts back raising canes opening down the street from you. it's not even that it's not even that it's not even that it's sad because they're eating it at Arby's it's sad because they're eating a French onion dip sandwich um, that is made by the exact same company that supplies Arby's roast beef and French onion sandwich and yes. they're paying uh, like $22 to yeah. eat it and yeah. it's because it's like in, an, in a building with exposed brick that brews its own beer you know what I mean and there's an arcade in the corner Ooh. I'm doing it. Yeah. It's a barcade. I, Do you know the barcade green text? Have you seen this? I haven't seen this, but it's something that's fascinating to me is that we've gone from like pizza buffets, having little re- little arcades in the corner being like the dingiest, dirtiest types of restaurants to now the fancy, bancy restaurants having arcade things in the corner. And it's cool now. It's cool now. And my mom still won't let me go play at either of them. <laughs> um, Frustrating. Uh, this is the big city copy process really quick. Dude, I just love the hustle and bustle of the big city. It's so dynamic. and makes me feel like I'm in one of my favorite TV shows. You should totally come on down to my studio apartment. It's got exposed red brick walls and everything. We can crap o- crack open a nice hoppy IPA or three and get crazy watching some cartoons on Adult Swim. And dude, 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 we gotta go down to the barcade. Listen here, right? It's a bar where adults who do adulting can go drink, but it's also an arcade like when we were kids so we can play awesome video games without dumb kids bothering us. Speaking of which, Megan and I have finally decided to tie the knot. Literally, we're both getting snipped tomorrow at the hospital. That way we can save money to spend more on ourselves and our fur babies. I'm jacked, man. I'm going to slam this craft beer and pop open another one. Oh, boy. Anyway... That does, that is like, it's true, but also that is like, <laughs> it does kind of read like an incel being mad that at least someone has a girlfriend. Yeah, know? no, it definitely <laughs> reads that way. It's kind of like, well, you have all of that, but at least I have Counter-Strike Go. Exactly. You know? I, 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 you read that and it's, it is, it is very much like, that, that, that's the, the, um, the soy jack memes are, are very much a, a self, a self projection. Yes. Uh, anyway. It's it is interesting. It is interesting that the the reaction to um, uh, the the trad the trad reaction yeah. something that's different than it was six years ago is that trad doesn't mean 
trad Catholic anymore. Trad, no, it doesn't. It trad doesn't. is just yeah. Isn't that weird? For fertility and family life, and literally, people. It's so funny because people post pictures of like a dad and a mom with two kids and a dog in like a suburban home with a white picket fence and they say trad. <laughs> that's that's a funny thing to me. But lets you know how far it's gone. But know? it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the same thing as the barcade. You know, because it's it's predictable. It's a still life. It's a it's a snapshot, right? Like the thing that the people who wrote that Damn. copy pasta and the people that are in the copy pasta are doing is the same thing. Huh. They're trying to reap the benefit of stability without going through the period of change that's supposed to lead up to the stability. Does that make sense? I'm having a revelation. Yes. So one of my biggest fears, something that keeps me up at night, is is just the fear of death and the fear of eternity. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Yes. I simply like will, push that feeling down. I push it down or I try to uh, watch funny TikToks on my phone to make it go away. Yes. Um, and eventually it does. But it's like an unrelenting feeling. Like I will have to get up, get a drink of water and like walk around my house to like calm down and like breathe properly sometimes. Because I have these panic attacks. Because it's just like the concept of eternity just is crazy, right? To like... Cause, and this is the, this is the crux of the issue. It's like right now I'm complaining about change and like the thing that I'm yearning is stability and the promise of heaven is like stability. It's this, it's unchanging eternal relationship with the father Mm -hmm. and, and with the body of Christ. And it's like, there's a stability there that like in a moment like this, where I'm thinking about how change is just so hard it like seems really nice. And so there's like an aspect of heaven that's like, okay, death might not be all that bad, you know? Um, but then there's the other side when I think like change is the thing that's fun. Change is exciting. Change is like, change is the reason that I like to play blackjack. Cause one minute you're up and the next minute you're down and then you're <laughs> up again, you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's, it's, it's unpredictable. And then like the fearful thing, like the reason that I'm afraid of death is the same reason that people are afraid of, settling down Mm -hmm. is the is the the predictability and the feeling that you lose agency oh so you're thinking that i'm wrong you think that well i think i think that you're right and wrong i think it's like the people find they find stability in the in the craft beer vasectomy lifestyle which is what i'm gonna call it from now on out i'm not gonna cbv I'm not going to call them millennials anymore. That's actually why. Them. That's what actually why. It's actually what AP ABV stands for. It stands for alcohol per vasectomy. Alcohol. APV alcohol stands per vasectomy. I said P. Did I say P? Oh, you, said, you said B. Oh, uh, whoops. A- alcohol by volume. Alcohol, alcohol by, by volume. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so there is a stability there because the only question that you're asking is what can I do for myself? <laughs> sure. Know? Or what yeah. can I do? What can we as a couple do for ourselves? Uh, fine. The problem is that stability is a fake stability. Like they find it, but it's not real mm-hmm. and it won't last forever. Mm-hmm. Don't say this to anybody who's living this life because they will be mad at you and you will not be able to reach them. But uh, there's a way to turn any lifestyle into this. I think right as a God, I mean, if you ask yeah. any if you ask any family at a baptism class in my parish, I know this because the baptism class guys told me this is the most common answer. They say, "What's the most important thing in life?" And they say, "Family." <laughs> I do hear that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like Vin Diesel pops through, just busts through the <laughs> the wall, so... and he's like, "Family." Family. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, I've 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 seen a few. Yeah, can I like we, I like when we, big things go watch, boom. Can we watch all of them from beginning to end? <laughs> sure. Okay. I do. I, I've never seen the first one. I've seen like one of the spinoffs and like the fifth one. <laughs> that would be really funny to do. Like we turns out, you don't really need the backstory. <laughs> you and me rent a, an Airbnb somewhere, and our wives hang out, and we just we make a YouTube video that's we watched every Fast and Furious movie back to back, and we're not allowed to leave this Airbnb until we finish. Like that would be a fun. That would be really fun. That's really funny. Because we'd power through like the first three and then we'd be like, no. <laughs> I hate this. I hate it so much. That'd be fun though. I would do that. That'd be really fun. We'd be so yeah. stinky. We would be stinky. <laughs> we're not allowed to leave, shower, or poop until we're 
many Fast and Furious movies are there? There's not. There's well, are you counting Cobbs and Shaw? Yes, we're counting all spinoffs. Uh, ten. The Fast franchise. Are there ten films? Yeah. So we got we got um, <laughs> the Fast Saga, which is Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which I scream every time I make a left turn. Yeah. Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Fast Seven, The Fate of the Furious, F Nine. Uh, which if you press on your computer, it resets. And then uh-huh. uh, Fast 10, and then spin-off films, including Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, uh-huh. untitled female-led film, and untitled Hobbs and Shaw sequel. <laughs> oh, boy. There's going to be two Hobbs and Shaw, huh? I like I like untitled female-led film. That's fun. Yes. Um, then every, there's a, Every Marvel project for 2024. Yeah. There's two <laughs> short films, and then there's one television series that ran oh. from 2019 to 2021. Would we have to watch the TV sh- sh- series? Uh, yeah. No, we'd have to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be fun, though. That'd be really fun. Like, make little appearances. They, like drop off food for us. You know? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Your audio is causing echo. Click here to get help. No. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to get help. Google Meets. What do you need? I hate this. I hate the internet sometimes. Anyway, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said there about the desire for stability and desire for change. And I think I need to pray. Something that I can focus on would be to pray about my desire for stability and how that corresponds to my desire for heaven. Because that's not something until this podcast that I've ever really considered. So. Wow. All right. I feel like we've done something here today. What <laughs> What a good episode <laughs> we've done. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. Before um, we get into Dr. Ethan's Data Corner, we got to do our patrons. We. I would love to hear what's been happening on Patreon because... I can smell it. I can smell the over the hedge commentary track. Yeah, so we I can have smell ninety. It with my nose. We have ninety eight patrons. Oh, we need two we have more. So two more. We need two more patrons. Um, but I'm really excited this week because while we only have one new patron, Christy, thank you for pledging five Shout bucks out. a month. Um, we had like three people change their mm-hmm. patron from mm-hmm. their pledge from five bucks to ten bucks. That's crazy. Why would someone change their patron donation from paying us $1 per episode to paying us $2 per episode? Ethan, why would they do that? Because they heard that we are doing, you might not know about this, Patrick, but we're doing a video bonus podcast where you get to see our faces. It's a recording and it's a one hour, all like content that's not any it's not in the crunch lunches it's not on this episode not the rss not on the, feed not yeah. on the r it's not on the twitch streams it is a video bonus podcast just for people that subscribe at the ten dollar a month and up level yes and that's pretty powerful yeah that's I on that's on my calendar baby that's that's going yes so so it's really you say they pay two dollars per episode but since they get a video bonus podcast each week they really get two podcasts a week which is still one dollar an episode and and they get access to the crunch lunch our whole back catalog of bonus podcasts. which is another extra podcast every week so that's three podcasts a week we're basically giving them away if, if you donate the ten dollar <laughs> but we have level, been giving get, them away that's how podcasts. we have been giving them away but now we're not <laughs> so, <laughs> five dollars a month you get every week crunch lunches you get access to the the patreon discord and three dollars a month level you get to buy us coffee once a month yes which means a whole lot to us thank well. you very much it helps us uh it helps us support the podcast so the podcast can become self-sustaining and we can do this full time and so we sick. can rent an airbnb and watch all of the fast and furious movies and then make a youtube video out of that it. youtube video would do well those are the those it, it would do well those it's are the those yeah. are like the mr Beast style videos that like don't yes. actually cost money <laughs> yes that's i think I think if we start a YouTube channel, that should be our first video. Like, we got to start off with a bang. We watched all of... Dude, but the edits on that... They take a minute. They take a minute. Anyway. Yeah, but we can do it. We can do it. All right. My wife is texting me. Okay. We need to finish our segment that we're doing. Oh, never mind. She's not texting me. Okay. <laughs> um, she's texting the family group chat. Okay. Back to the segment that we're doing. Uh, if you can't support us on Patreon, that is A-okay with me. That's fine. I totally get it. Me too. Instead, instead, I you don't can support go... anyone on Patreon. <laughs> Not me either, actually. I used to a little bit. Um, you actually, I do support a podcast on Patreon. That's not big. Oh, okay. Anyway, carry. you can support us on uh, 
Apple Podcasts by leaving a review or on Spotify by leaving a review. Reviews Wahoo. super help. And then if you leave a review, you will get to be the crunch of the week. I'm bringing it back. Crunch of the week, baby. Let's go. Uh, this one comes from... This one comes from uh, M. Montag, uh, who gave us one star. Oh, boy. Not what I expected at all, three exclamation points. I don't agree with such liberal topics. Find the (laughs) truth and logic of our faith. (laughs) Thanks, Montag. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Do they they really think that we don't, like, believe in God or whatever? Yeah, no, I think, like... uh, Everyone, everyone knows I'm a closet lib. That's everyone has said this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So someone left us a three-star review because Catching Foxes told them to. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, we don't have many. Our, out of our one-star reviews, we don't have many that have actually left, like, discussions. But anyway. It sounds like we need five-star reviews then. Yeah, we need some five-star reviews to balance out those one-star reviews. So if you think that that guy was wrong and is and is 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 smelly and he stinks because mm-hmm. he doesn't shower, then you should give oh, yeah. us a five-star review. Oh, yeah. I'm in on that. And I don't have much more to say. Cool. <laughs> Let's do a Dr. <laughs> Ethan's dating quarter. I'm so excited. Best part of the show. 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 What is the problem that people have today? Alright, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> this one comes from Matto. Hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, this is a question. Is how much time is too much time to spend with someone you're dating? Hmm. So I'm not dating, but this question just popped into my mind. I thought I'd ask you guys, when you're dating someone, how often is too often when it comes to seeing them? Like, when does that become imprudent? Is there even such a thing as too often? Interested to hear what you all think. I'm not dating anybody, but how many times is too many times to, like, I don't know, kiss your girlfriend? Um <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's okay. Just tell your friend to hang out with you and be like, listen, man, you got (laughs) to... I feel like this question, it doesn't read that way. Are you suggesting that he invites (laughs) a male friend of his to get together and try to kiss him? No, 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 no. What are you referencing? I'm I'm suggesting that he is writing this question in so that he can use this segment as ammo because his boy is cupcaking. Uh, I see. I see. Are you familiar with the term cupcaking? I am familiar with the term cupcaking. I don't think there's anything wrong with a good cupcake because <laughs> you only have that period once in your life, you know, where you're newly started to date and you just love talking to them and you love spending time with them. Like, let the person, let people enjoy things, you know, because this isn't just let people enjoy things. This is let people enjoy the most butterfly inducing time of a relationship. It's yes. fun. Yeah. You gotta let them have it. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a tendency to not want to, like, I don't want to be normie, Ethan. I don't want to be normie. I don't want my friends to be happy. No, I no, would no. like them to be sad like me. No, that's not what I'm suggesting. That's what I'm suggesting. That's not what Matto is saying. I, that's not what Matto's saying. That's not what Matto's saying. No. What, there's a tendency, right? Like, I don't, okay, so I have a baby now. And there's a lot of, like, cliches about, like, you know, oh, new parents are so anxious about their new kid and like they're very protective and and there's a tendency to want to be like like you probably vaccinated your kid like what an idiot yeah there's a bunch of (laughs) there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of like stereotypes about the first time parent and oh they like think they know everything they read all these books and Uh they you know that sort of thing there's a tendency to want to know about those stereotypes ahead of time so you can not do them right but you're gonna just go through the just go through the experience, okay? And then you can be the person in the future who's like, "Hey, I felt the same way when I was a parent. It's okay. You're gonna get through it, right?" Like, so it's how much how much time is too time too much time? What's imprudent? Uh, who's to say? Um, if they don't know any of their they they might they might go they might go like, "Oh, I, I realize that this is a little bit too too much. I spent a little bit too much time." They might regret it. Um, yeah, that's not something you can like preemptively change. 
Yeah. It's not wrong to do something you regret. Just because you regret something doesn't mean it was a <gasps> sin. Whoa. You know? Yeah, it's not wrong. It's not a sin to be imprudent sometimes, but it is a sin to sin. So so don't I mean, don't sin. There's I think it's don't a, intentionally be imprudent. That's stupid. But like if you no. if you don't have the virtue of prudence, you're like you're not gonna know what's prudent. There's a graph. Does that, you, does that make sense? Am I am I, I off base here? Can I answer the question? No. There's a graph here that exists. There's a graph. Okay? It's an ex, it's a Wakanda forever above Ethan's head. It's a yeah. Um, I went to the bathroom. I went to go see Jordan Peele's Nope. You can hear about it on the video bonus podcast, what I thought about the film. Um, spoiler alert. My wife asked you what my wife asked me what you thought of the film. Yeah, and I, I didn't respond in the movie channel. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Oh, to to Phoebe? Yeah. Oh she, yeah. She, she also asked me in the movie channel. Oh, and I, I almost said like, oh, you'll have to listen to it on the pod on the on the bonus podcast. I don't think you get access to that though, because you're not. I don't know if Phoebe would like it unless Phoebe can handle disturbing and frightening images. She can't. Okay, then I don't think she. Should I don't watch think it. she'll watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I left the theater during the Wakanda Forever uh, trailer because I had to go to the bathroom before the movie, and I still had to go. Oh, uh, bummer. Because I drank, drank an entire medium sprite. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So uh, there's a graph that exists. I think when you first start dating someone, it it should be proportional to the amount of time that you've been been together. There's kind of like a bend in the graph. So like when you're when you first start dating, I really don't think you need to be spending a ton of time together. This might be controversial, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you should be around them. You know, every so often, go on intentional dates. Uh, but you should still be spending time with your friends. And I think when you first start dating, if you disappear off the face of the earth and you're not around your friends or your family anymore, that's, that's a, that's a bad sign. That's not good. That means that you guys are probably making out too much. Well, that's too my much. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you always have to be alone with your girlfriend in the first month of dating, you guys are making out too much. I'm just going to say it. I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> And so there's after you've been dating for like six months, there's kind of like a time with friends and a time with girlfriend, and then you got to get to about six months and then decide like, okay, are we really am I going to keep doing this? Yeah. Like, am I going to keep doing this? Am I going to am I are we working towards marriage? Are we not like are we breaking up? What are we doing? And at that point, it's like it starts to become okay to be spending more time with this person than with your friends, you know, and then and then you get engaged and then you're married. And then after some years, it's like it all kind of starts to even out a little bit because ideally you have a community that is interwoven with your married life, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat to an extent. And so it's like uh, in the beginning, you don't need to be spending that much time with the other person. Yeah. In the middle, you need to be spending a good amount of time with the person if you're thinking about marrying them. And it's just hard for me because I don't think anybody should be dating really longer than a year. Like ever. <laughs> sure. You know, like I just feel like it's too much time and it's different when you're early in college. It's, you know, if you start dating as a freshman, whatever, like, I don't know. I don't really care. But I think it's at, or if you're outside of college, I don't think you should be dating for more than a year. And and so it's like eh, kind of feel it out. Don't get too attached right away. Yeah, I think that's kind of my I, 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 I do think it's, it's a general rule. It's likely that it's a bad idea to spend all of your time with someone you've Let's only been dating. Let's ask why you want to see this person. Sure. Do you want to see them because you you make each other laugh, and then at the end you know you get to make out, or do you see each other because like you're you're genuinely like enjoying each other's company? You yeah. Know? Or yeah. is there some kind of reward that you get for spending time together? Yeah. If you, you know? disappear, true. That's the question. Fair. If you disappear, if you like, I I you can't say what is I imprudent, can. what is is prudent. For my, like, if in each individual case, um, it's different for a high schooler than it is for a twenty-five-year-old man. Yes, and you different. need you need prudence, like in general. You need to, like pray for the increase in the virtue of prudence in general at the beginning of a relationship because of this. Um, yeah, if you disappear off the face of the earth because you got a new girlfriend, uh, one weekend versus like a month in versus two months in, like that's different because like you don't know a week in if this is going to work. So like if you're constantly disappearing off the face of the earth, every time you get, you're going to be, you're going to be disappeared from your friends for like yes. ever. You're never going to see yes. them again. Yes. Um, and then you won't have a support system. <laughs> That's not good. When you inevitably break up, when you inevitably break up, cause it seems like you got a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> going on here. So 
Yeah, yes. I think that's fine. Um, join the Discord, bit.ly slash crunch Discord, and you can submit your dating question to the Dating Corner channel, or you can message Patrick or myself anonymously, and uh, we will answer your question live on yeah. air. Well, you're it's not going to message us anonymously. We're going to know who you are. But we're going to we know who you are, but say, we're not going to. Yeah. We're going to instantly forget um, because we have really bad memories. So, yeah. bit.ly slash crunch discord you can also support us at the ten dollar a month level if you want the video bonus patreon podcast patreon.com slash the crunch uh you can also support us at the five dollar a month level and get the weekly crunch lunches which are on discord as well and uh we stream on twitch twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast we do that tuesday nights thursday nights and friday mornings typically sometimes it's different and Stay tuned because there's lots of lots of cool stuff in the works. So much cool stuff. And we're doing this thing now where we don't tell you that a thing is happening until we know it's happening. So it's like yeah. we're under-promising and over-delivering, baby. Yeah. So just all the things that we've told you are happening, it's going to be so much cooler. <laughs> that's oh that's, that's over-promising. No freaking clue. <laughs> um, is that it? Is that the whole podcast? Uh, yeah. You guys should share this podcast with your friends if you liked it. Yeah, please do. Yeah, you guys don't. You guys don't. Uh, you guys don't know how much a share means because yes. a bunch sharing of people is sharing, sharing is caring, and so many people have started listening to the show because their friend sent them an episode. So yes. it's we have a very we have a, a podcast with high retention. People like listening to the podcast that they do. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? If you can put apricots in a liquor. Can you put bananas? Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. 